These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. The state election took place last weekend and Monday saw no changes to Hunter seats following the weekend poll. Nationals MP Michael Johnson held on to the seat of Upper Hunter by the skin of his teeth, while the much-expected close contest between Labor's Kate Washington and the Liberals' Jamie Abbott didn't eventuate. Kate Washington gained almost 58% of the two-party preferred vote, compared to Jamie Abbott's 42%. On Monday, it was revealed former Newcastle Knights player Jared Mullen nearly died from a drug overdose in December last year. The 31-year-old spent two days in intensive care and then six weeks in rehabilitation after overdosing at a party. It came as police confirmed 10 people had been charged over an alleged drug supply ring operating in Newcastle and Lake Macquarie. Mullen is reportedly also being investigated but has not yet been charged. He's currently serving a four-year ban after testing positive to steroids in 2017. The Police canine squad attended Callaghan College's Jesmond campus on Monday morning following a reported bomb threat. Two schools on Janet Street were evacuated after officers began investigating the incident around 10.30. Police say the evacuations were a precaution and it was eventually determined there was no threat. Newcastle Basketball said on Tuesday it will keep working towards building the new sports facility promised by the state government in the lead-up to the state election. The $25 million stadium has been promised to include 10 courts and 4,000 seats and could bring the sport into a new era, expanding the industry and supporting the Hunters' existing basketball culture. General Manager Neil Goffert said the organisation will continue working to hold the state government to its promise. So we'll need to pursue that. Uh, through the right channels and hopefully we can get that slated for the budget in June and get that happening in the next 12 months. The chairman of Delta Energy said on Wednesday an upgrade of Lake Macquarie's Vales Point power station will not only increase capacity but will result in a significant cut to greenhouse gas emissions. Prime Minister Scott Morrison announced Vales Point as one of 12 projects being put forward to ensure reliable and affordable electricity for years to come. Delta Energy's Trevor St Baker told Macquarie Radio the 40 megawatt upgrade will improve capacity and efficiency. To make the Bayside generation more efficient, that's what this will do. It'll save 100,000 tonnes of, of CO2 emissions per annum, and it's, a, it's an investment that we need to be backed by good public policy and uh, energy policy. Newcastle Council issued Business Improvement Association Newcastle Now a please explain over a $1.1 million discrepancy relating to employee expenses on Wednesday. Council CEO Jeremy Bath issued a statement saying a breakdown of its expenses for the past three years didn't match the group's audited reports for the same three years. He claimed the group listed expenditure on wages at $245,000, but an audit put that figure at just under $1.4 million. Chairman Ed Duke said the issue is a disgrace and reflects on the CEO's management style. What I can't understand is if we're being treated like this and we're a group of, of business people who voluntarily give our time to serve on a board, and there's some very talented people on the board, totally unpaid. If we get treated like this, why would any other group of people put their hand up to help the city? 
Williamtown residents were demanding answers on Thursday after the federal government settled a legal claim for PFAS exposure in Queensland. Retired military doctor Eric Donaldson became the first person in Australia to reach a settlement over the toxic firefighting chemical, which he was exposed to while living next door to the Army Aviation Base at Oakey. Fullerton Cove resident and president of the Coalition Against PFAS, Lindsay Clout, said the community had been left puzzled by the decision. Defence had the opportunity late last year to settle a class action for uh, 450 people in the Williamtown area and walked away from it. So I'm a little puzzled as to why one person getting a result is uh, so important when they had the opportunity to uh, solve it for all of us. Two Hunter residents were recognised in this year's Bravery Awards on Thursday. Ian Sanderson from Belmont paddled out on his surfboard into a rip four times to save a man and three women at Fraser Beach in December 2017, risking his life in the process. And Ben Swift helped rescue three children from a car which went up in flames at a New Lambton service station in 2010, using a fire extinguisher to bring the blaze under control so the mother of the children could get them out of the burning vehicle. Less than a week after the state election, the re-elected Berejiklian government on Friday dropped its $188 million plans to build the Fingal Bay Link Road. Port Stephens MLC Catherine Cusack said the decision was made out of respect for voters who elected Kate Washington, who at the time the promise was made described it as a fantasy. The decision disappointed Mayor Ryan Palmer, who said he believed the promise relied on the government's re-election, not on whether they won the marginal seats. Kate Washington said her original criticism was based on the cost of the project. It's interesting to now learn from Catherine Cusack that the Single Bay Bypass promise was supposedly an unbudgeted promise. What else was not in the budget that they promised during the campaign? What else are they going to be scrapping before they even get started? New regulations announced by the federal government on Friday could give Hunter residents the chance to give official feedback on plans for seismic testing. The government will begin publishing plans lodged by energy companies and introduce public consultation before testing or drilling for gas could take place. Naomi Hodgson from the Wilderness Society Newcastle said it's important for the local community to know about plans like Asset Energy's application for further testing off Newcastle's coast. The new provisions will make it a requirement for Asset Energy to make its environment plans public. We think that's an absolute minimum for the public to know the nature of the impacts of the seismic testing that's planned. And the latest taxation statistics released on Friday showed a Hunter postcode is the lowest earning area in the country. Postcode 2308 had an average taxable income of just over $20,000 during the 2016-2017 financial year. The figure wasn't too concerning as the postcode only covers the University of Newcastle and it came in at a comparable rate to Sydney's 2052 postcode which covers the University of New South Wales.